We need to ever be vigilant. Hi, and welcome to the A&J PEI Treasures E. Jean Simpson author blog post and podcast. I'm your host, Jean, coming to you from the beautiful province of Prince Edward Island, Canada. Oh, thank you. The blog post and podcast is an opinion piece and only reflects this author's opinion and not that of any other entity. I hold no designations in politics, economics, or medicine, and I am retired from the mental health field, and I am a humanitarian and speak from that viewpoint only. Whether you agree with me or not, at least I hope it makes you think. This week I examined the potential for bias in what we report and how we report. I also examine how we talk and joke about things and how this can impact others. I cannot pretend to speak from the viewpoint of those who suffer. This is just my opinion. If you want to find out more, then stay tuned. This past week, a news story took me by surprise. I knew something felt wrong. It wasn't even so much that they didn't want to say why an order of Canada was rescinded, and I got a link to that article in my podcast write-up and in my blog post. It was something somehow bigger. It was so in your face that I totally missed it until someone says, why are you making it about race? They were right. In the same week, at least two other entertainers were disgraced. They bore the disgrace upon themselves as an entertainer and not part of their race. Their race was not part of the equation. They were pointed out as entertainers with a specific show or genre of music. They were not put out as being a certain race. Strange how these entertainers were not repeatedly pointed out as having a specific race, at least not screamed out in the headlines. A secondary issue is that actually the Order of Canada has always given a reason. The removal reason is not given in this case. Does it mean that he should have been given the opportunity to resign rather than be removed? Was there an alternative way to deal with this? Is there something wrong or more wrong than the headline scream? People resigning their appointments, and that has happened in the past, but usually for reasons also given. And I got a link to an article in my podcast write-up and in my blog post for that. As a result, I think this case has more issues than one. These are the issues that people are pointing out. People ruin their lives all the time in the entertainment world. Drugs, alcohol, and inappropriate behavior, just to name a few. So in the entertainment industry, this is not a huge shock. It happened at least three times this week alone. I know it doesn't happen every week, but in the past year, there have been quite a few incidents. None of them had their race continually used in the headlines. There are two ways to look at it. He should not have shame in his heritage. But there's also the idea that they're making a media circus out of it and making it about race. It is one of the first things mentioned, giving his celebrity status secondary. So is it racist? I guess it would depend on who you talk to. I personally would be interested in the feelings of his family and the people of his community on this. I don't pretend to make this about a particular case only, nor can I speak for the group. I only know that this thought came to me and I explore it. I use this one to illustrate how we treat some people differently and how sometimes it is good and sometimes it might or might not be. 
we sometimes say things so often that we forget that they hold some importance or that we are sending some message. It is this that I want to think about more than the actual case. It was just what started the idea rolling around in my head and for the blog post and podcast. We show jokes about women that are degrading. We tell people that they are too sensitive or snowflakes for not finding things funny that put down other people and races, religions, and even sexual orientations. My biggest concern with these little jokes is that there is an underlying aggressiveness that it entails, and where do you draw the line? When does it start to become inappropriate? What is okay to put down and what is not? Where do you say, now that crosses the line? What joke about beating a woman gets to be funny or sending your husband to the hospital for saying something? Would a father or mother be well served exposing their children to these jokes? Is it harmful to present them with this example of humor? And is it humor? Will it be funny if the children get so immune to these types of jokes that they either become victim or victimizer? These are the things that my nightmares are made of. What people don't seem to understand is that sexist rape jokes and their effects have been studied. It isn't an unknown. Much like most social situations, it has been studied in universities along with other issues. It has been found that there is a higher likelihood for it to increase their tolerance of gender discrimination at the workplace, Ford in 2000, sexual harassment, Mallet et al. in 2016, and sexually violent behaviors towards women by Romero Sanchez et al. in 2017. This is just one example I quickly found and easily found. I found this listed on the following web research page, and I got a link to it in my blog post right up and in my podcast. And similar things can be said of racist jokes and homophobic jokes. And I've got a link to an article in my blog post right up and in my podcast right up. I also found this quickly and easily. Now there also remains the question as to whether people who have these tendencies already are more drawn to tell or listen to them. This is quite possible and I leave that to others to look up in future. So again, my question comes, where do we draw the line? Over the years, I had to work with women who had been abused. It is a lot less funny when you get to see it on a regular basis. It is a lot less funny when you see the trauma. It can happen to either gender, but females tend to be the most frequent victims. As long as it continues, we cannot claim to be making real progress towards equality, development, and peace. Victimizing people based on various things like gender, race, religion, or sexual orientation is part of a bigger picture where missing and murdered indigenous women are often disregarded. It is part of the bigger picture of the murdered children in the residential schools. It is part of the bigger picture when women are shot and killed because they don't wear their headgear just the right way in other countries. It is what happens when we see one group as less than another. It continues, and there are ever-growing circles of who is affected. It is visible in a little girl being shot for wanting to go to school and having to leave her home country behind. It is still continuing. What we all need to understand is that violence against women is perhaps the most shameful human rights violation and is perhaps the most pervasive. It knows no boundaries of geography, culture, or wealth.
As long as it continues, we cannot claim to be making real progress towards equality, development, and peace. By Wendy Shalette. If we can take this step, then surely others must follow. This is, my dear readers and listeners, where you and I come in. We need to look at how we are talking about other people who are different from ourselves, how we deal with other people. If we put down one group, we are allowing for people to continue to stereotype people. We are allowing for old wounds to grow and fester. We need to find our line and draw it. I think part of the acknowledgement of the issues of humanity is that it makes it clear that we know where things need to improve and it gives us a goal on how to reach that improvement. Without either or both, we have no goals and we have no way to find a better world. As Marie Curie has said, you cannot hope to build a better world without improving the individuals. To that end, each of us must work for his own improvement and at the same time share a general responsibility for all humanity. Our particular duty being to aid those whom we think we can be most useful. We can forgive her the use of gender specificity. How many of us didn't even notice it? We cannot make the same excuse for ourselves. Once something is learned, it cannot be unlearned. Once something is seen, it cannot be unseen. I abhor the idea of perfect world. It would bore me to tears, quotes Shelby Foote. I think we are well past danger of that happening at this point. When I look around me, we are still fighting the same battles, still seeing the same issues, and still moving technologically far ahead of our ability to grasp and contain the issues that it causes. At best, we are making baby steps. Don't get me wrong, it is imperative to take steps to make changes for the betterment of ourselves and the betterment of society in general. We need to move forward and find ways to make changes necessary to make for a better world. If we do not do so, in another hundred years we have built a society in robots and show no movement forward as human beings. Technology is not perfect. We have yet to find ways to protect people from online theft, from hacking, and other such threats. We lag behind in humanistic tendencies and race forward to have computers do jobs for us. We jump from thing to thing. We all do it. We need to be more focused in our approach. We need to, if not be honest with others, at least be honest with ourselves. We none of us are perfect. Whether you agree with me or not, I hope it makes you think. Thanks for listening to my podcast and or reading my blog post. And thanks for your interest in AJPEI Treasures. Keep watching because we're always working on something. Thank you. Blog posts are available on WordPress and Goodreads. Podcasts are available on Anchor FM in a variety of formats, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, just to name a few. All my ebooks can be found in Smashwords. You can also find us on Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. Thank you for reading or listening. Bye for now. Thank you. Mm-hmm.